who uh, are disingenuous, right? Um, Mr. Cuomo in New York, the way he's acting. <laughs> Not being ingenuous about the Me Too movement and uh, helping people out. We are, right? So every business meeting has to have a purpose in and out. So the purpose is to make me money, to make you money. And the outcome has been, and tonight on the podcast, we got a witness Man, we finished, I got to finish the total, but 52.5% is break even. I finished 13 and one college basketball conference tournament, right? So my bankroll is nice and fat heading to the NCAA tournament, right? And if you listen to the last four or five podcasts, you learn the whys, right? So that's your purpose and your outcome. And today we have the greatness of uh, South Missouri State University, right? Multiple CIF champion. Right now he's a Menifee CFL. You will see him on an NFL roster in the upcoming summer. Man, the man runs a 4-3-9, man. <laughs> I'm going to run that in my dreams. And it is his younger brother is the starting quarterback for your, and I got the hat on, Oregon State Beavers. Beaver Nation. Yes, they're headed for a great season and a bowl game. So, man, great things happen in, happening in the Nolan family. Thank you for joining us, Chad Nolan. Man, happy to be here. Happy to be here, Josh. Now, tell us the story before we get rolling here on uh, giving people the strategy for the NCAA tournament and games we're looking at. And then uh, during, no need for anybody to pay for picks. We'll have all our picks are on Twitter, and we're going to have a great time with everyone. Uh, tell us a story how you came across the podcast. So, um, you know, pandemic and everything going on, I was, uh, you know, looking for any way to kind of make some money, find an edge. I actually uh, ended up gambling all the ways you're not supposed to, that everything this podcast teaches you not to do, I was doing and uh, had lost, lost a little bit of money. And I actually was sick, uh, sick with COVID in my room for a couple of days. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to hop on and start searching for podcasts and try to learn and figure out, you know, how to do this the right way. And, you know, there's a percentage of people that, that are profitable doing this. And, uh, you know, I wanted to find, find that knowledge and information. I stumbled across Josh's podcast and 
uh, I think it was NFL stuff they were talking about. And I was just listening and um, listening to the way he approached it, business minded and, um, you know, betting the same amount on every game versus just uh, parlays and changing the amounts and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was just an awesome, awesome thing that that came to be. And uh, and here we are. Right, because we made a lot of money, right? We made a lot yeah. of money during the NFL season and in the college bowl season. Uh, it is not gambling. It's it's using business and financial concepts and common sense also. Common sense plays a role. So the definition of common sense is knowledge you do not have to have a college degree for to be able to process but you're not getting that on, on major media. We're giving you that here. And now we have almost insider information with a professional athlete as we look at these games. And I want to get the business stuff out of the way before we get into the nuts and bolts of the tournament. I like to talk about the value equation, which is going to be different in this tournament, right? So the value equation is psychological factors divided by time and money are the real definition of value. You're going to hear a lot of tricers out there uh, talking about betting on these games and saying, oh, this game has a lot of value, right? Why? Why does this game have value? The really value is being able to monetize it. And for us is living between those margins of 52.5%, right? So when I go 13 and one, that's almost 90%. So night between 90% and 52.5 is compound interest, but you have to do it consistently, right? And I have the securities book here. I ripped the page out and I have it in my day planner where we had the uh, arbitrage, right? So arbitrage is a systematic buying and selling of securities to take advantage of market inefficiencies. Now, a guy like Chad Nolan, and I can spot inefficiencies, right? Lines that we'll tell you about that we think are a little bit inflated. And then the, the market manipulation from your ESPNs, your bracketologists, right? So uh, as we go through these games, as we give you the wise, the strategy, how to bet the NCAA, uh, look at that arbitrage. We're going to bet every single game. There's going to be 16 games on Thursday. There's going to be, or now it's changed, right? So now it's going to be Friday. And Saturday, yeah, we got four games Thursday, and then then uh, sixteen Friday, sixteen Saturday. Right. So what arbitrage does is because of our knowledge, because we got a multiple CIF champion, uh, CFL player, a professional athlete, we can spot market inefficiencies and in bidding so many games, we can monetize that and get that margin way over fifty two point five percent, right? Uh, the, the fighter, the Italian fighter pilot uh, who turned into uh, a GE engineer in uh, patented plastics in Alp South, a uh, prosthetics company, used to tell me, Josh, I make prosthetics for 50 cents and sell them for $4,000 to a hospital. So the most important part in business is margin. Right, so we're working that margin above 52.5 percent to 63. But we go back to the value equation, and the reason the NCAA has so much value to me 
is because of the psychological factor, man. Great games, great coaches, right? And uh, we were talking earlier with Chad and his brother, those crazy three-pointers at the end of the game, <laughs> right? And, and since we're betting 16 games, if we lose one game because of bad luck, the 20% luck factor, using probability theory, we're not uh, upset about it. We're laughing. We're having good times. We're messaging back and forth, texting back and forth, right? We're worried about the luck. On all that, man. And, and people that get it, get it. People that don't, never will. And, man, Chad's got it. Get rich what, are, what are your thoughts in processing that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a get rich, slow scheme. It's, um, you know, finding the market inefficiencies, being consistent in our thinking and just, um, you know, breaking it down and making sure we're always doing our research, never betting on teams we haven't seen play, you know, staying away from the parlays, um, you know, just the, the 10 rules of betting and all the, you know, all, all, all those factors are, um, are crucial to, to building your bankroll. And, you know, that was the biggest thing about finding you was I, I knew there was a right way to do this. I knew that my, uh, you know, playing football, basketball and baseball, my whole, you know, through my senior high school, going to three staff championships, playing into being a college athlete, being a professional athlete. I knew that uh, this was something I'd been around my whole life and that, you know, if anyone could be successful at it, you know, I, I should be able to. And then uh, attaching that with your knowledge just was able to help me get to like that next level, you know, where we are now. And um, just trying to keep this streak going from, you know, this, uh, this, uh, this Friday, my Friday, Saturday, it was a 21 and four Friday, Saturday. Um, nice. So yeah, I was able, you know, build that bankroll uh, really, really nice going into this tournament, you know, which was exactly my goal. And I uh, set out to do that by the end of the conference tournaments and we did that and here we are. And now I got a nice bankroll going in um, to this tournament that I want to keep growing with that ROI that we, we consistently do. Right. No. And, and part of the reason that, that I started the podcast it was really excited about adding value to people with the podcast is being able to teach things that aren't being taught out there. People aren't giving people a very detailed manual strategy and approach to monetize it. People give the hows and the whys, but don't get into the details so people are successful. We want people to be successful. And it's almost like Wall Street bets where we're giving away the information and we want, we're the only podcast out there that isn't tied to a casino <laughs> what we want to do is help the people enjoy and be able to monetize uh the games and you hit on two things right one thing is uh, my clients because they do have a business consulting firm and i hate to call it that because 80 percent of business consultants have absolutely no idea what they're talking about but i don't let any of my clients use try so we're going to monetize <laughs> the ncaa tournament and then the other part of it is, is that people get wrong is that uh, they talk about revenue and revenue is not, and I'm in, in so many corporate meetings, so many meetings in general where, where you know, people say, well, the revenue is going to be X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I don't care. What I care about is profit and free cash flow, which actually Shark Tank's really good about that. About saying, hey, what's important in a business is that free cash flow. And for us, our free cash flow is that margin between 52.5, what we you know consistently get. The other one is return on investment. 
you have to be able to manage your bankroll and keep track of your bankroll so you get that ROI, that return on investment that, man, uh, talking to Chad, yours is in, I, I did the math real quick because I liked it, uh, three in 350, 350%, which is Wall Street bet stuff that people are clamoring about. Your thoughts on that, Chad? Um, yeah, I mean, it is, uh, it's definitely a, one, one thing that you said on an earlier podcast that really caught my attention, um, especially with, you know, what's happened with the GameStop and Robinhood and, you know, uh, those apps stopping you from being able to trade certain stocks. So the hedge funds automatically win and there's no free market or anything like that, you know, in this market, you don't have to worry about anything like that. This market is more open and more fair. And if you really, really break down and compare it to the stock market, there is more value here, you know, and I, I see that and truly believe that. And my bankroll says that. So oh, absolutely. And it's not as esoteric. I think uh, I was engaged, you know, 30 years ago to this girl who uh, dad ran a hedge fund, uh, the Colorado State Pension Fund. And he used to, before investing in a company, he used to actually go to the company, right? And talk to the people and shake their hands and so on and so forth. With sports betting, man, you've been there. You've seen the players, you've seen the coaches, you've seen the systems, right? Uh, and you can use that knowledge to extrapolate that into what you're seeing. And you're either it's a binary choice in a lot of ways. You're either right or you're wrong. And you figure out why. And man, you take advantage of that. And I think that's huge. That's a huge advantage of the sports betting market versus uh, the securities markets where the hedge funds have so much leverage and it's more legit. <laughs> Actually, the, the broker dealer in this case, which are the, the, the bookie in the sports books, they're more honest and they're more legit than what goes on with some funny numbers that they do in accounting and a lot of shady stuff that I learned in the financial services interest. So it's a more cleaner, more honest market than uh, the securities market, which is sad, but hopefully, uh, well, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Because a lot of people say, well, the sports betting market is gonna be regulated. I don't know, I don't know so much. I don't know so much. I know uh, it's 50-50 in the Senate. It's a lot of conservative influence. So the sports betting market might not be as uh, regulated as we think, or as we think the SEC should regulate uh, financial markets or securities markets. With that being said, the Denver Broncos got $20 million from DraftKings. And there's been several, uh, there's gonna be sports betting inside the, the Mets stadium, right? So there's a lot of uh, synergies and collusions, right? That wouldn't meet the standards for securities, which is fine with us because we use our arbitrage, right? And arbitrage means that you're taking advantage of market inefficiency. So when we see an inefficiency like that, we can leverage it. it makes it a lot of fun. So what region, uh, As we, the number one thing, right, with, when you look at strategy at betting for the NCAA tournament, listen to my last four podcasts, right? We talked about the coaches because you can't just roll in to Vegas and we've seen it, right? 
can't just roll into Vegas without doing any research, without knowing what's going on, and just start picking teams, start picking parlays, <laughs> or, or or roll onto your betting app and start clicking away. Right. <laughs> in modern day. <laughs> right. You're sitting on your couch, rolling away, clicking, clicking, clicking. I, mean, I remember a, a favorite over. Favorite over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we, we monetize that going the other way, seeing these lines inflate. Uh, it was almost like a breaking bad situation where this guy had lost $9,000 betting and he owed whoever like $10,000. And he had $6,000 left. And he saw me and my buddy winning. <laughs> he came up to us. And I'm glad, you know, part of it is like, I'm glad that I, I looked approachable. I was thinking about that. I'm like, this guy just comes up to me and says, hey, man, here's six grand. Please start betting for me. <laughs> man. And we got him back up to the, uh, we got him more than that. We got him about 20 grand. He owed 18. Well, no, he, between what he owed and what he was down was 18. So we got him back. Never knew what happened to that guy, but we got him back. But you don't want to be in that situation like him. It was just being favorites and overs, doing crazy bets. Uh, I remember that he, I think he was in front of our line, and it was uh, Louisville minus 12 against Moorhead State. And that was the year Moorhead State had uh, the rebound guy, got his name. He's a rebound guy that used to be on Denver for many, many years. Now he's with Miami. And we had Morehead State plus 12 because we knew that was an inflated line. So let's do the same this year. Which region do you want to tackle first? Um, we can start up in that, that west in the Gonzaga, the top left region. All right. We'll, talk, we'll look at the west. Uh Right, what hits me right away is that you always want to look at the 413 line and then the 512. 512. And man, you were telling me about the University of Ohio. Yeah, we like both of those. Virginia, games. And then Virginia's having a lot of problems with COVID 19. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think Ohio has a very, very, very strong chance to win that game outright. So with the points, it, uh, it's definitely um, a good look. I mean, Ohio, I think Ohio has definitely potential to get to the Sweet 16 with, with their bracket. Um, yeah, and then also Virginia having uh, massive COVID issues. They might have some guys out. Uh, team might not, not even be full strength. So that's also another plus for Ohio. Right. And then you look at the value equation, too. In bowl season and NCAAs, for some reason, it always – uh, comes into play the time factor, right? Psychological factors plus functional divided by time and money. You look at the travel and Virginia having problems getting into Indiana, uh, not being, you know, uh, COVID-19 issues with the dysfunction and Ohio being right there in that region, being more organized, man, they, ha they have an edge. And plus you've played. So that's, that's the one good thing it's listening to your opinion, man. You have a, a legit opinion. So when you're saying this dude can play, you know he can play, right? Uh, most yeah. of my CIF champion, you're a professional player. Uh, you're there in camp, you're watching guys, yeah. watching guys training. Uh, you know who can play. You know who's a, who's a player. Yeah, and Ohio has a lottery pick point guard. He's legit. Right. And then Virginia, 
Uh, people love to play ogres. They just, especially, I remember this really old, rich lady. Again, I, I feel glad that I could see her. I was approachable. I look approachable. She just hands us 10 grand. She goes, hey, just bet all the overs for me. <laughs> and keep oh, the drink you. tickets. And just bet all the take the take the 10 grand to the to the to the table and uh give me all over tickets and you guys keep the drink tickets. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh in Virginia, those games notoriously go under. So I wait for the Virginia line to go up and pick the under almost every time and win against Ohio four against 13 and then the five against the 12. Now, strategy wise, you want to be judicious in pulling the trigger on the money line uh, underdog. Because <laughs> you like that Ohio, that, that Ohio uh, underdog. So what I would do, let's say I'm betting $1,000 a game. I would put a grand on Ohio, and then I would put 250 on the money line, Ohio, if you're feeling it, right? Because you're feeling that Ohio yeah. money line. Yeah. So that's the way I'd approach it. You don't want to go crazy. We talked about yeah. that just the other I'm day. Gonna approach, I'll approach it the same way. My, my units are about $100, so I, I, I would probably put – you know, about a hundred my normal on Ohio with the points. And then I throw about 25 bucks down on that money line. Plus exactly. you get about plus two fifty, I think okay. somewhere. Yeah. I'll work on that hundred dollar. It's the same thing. It's the same multiples, the same percentages. The, yeah. the percentage is more important than the actual number. Right. So you want to get over that 52.5 uh, percent and then, uh, I look at the plus number as a bonus, right? Where you hit a plus 235. Sometimes you'll hit a plus 500, but you want to minimize that, right? Because you want your percentage to be as high as possible. So you get those psychological factors in the value where you're enjoying, you're laughing the game, whether you win or lose. Uh, Creighton, UCSB. And historically right it hasn't changed right uh i talked about it the first year in the podcast second year haven't talked about it as much but i'm going to uh start tapping into that right because my wife's a psychotherapist and 95 percent of people aren't capable of change right obviously that percentage goes higher people who want to change or putting the effort to change but 95% of people can't change. And that East Coast bias has not changed nope. the 12 years that I've been putting money on games. And that UCSB line would be a line that you bet UCSB, and even if you think you can win on the money line, that's going to be some really good numbers because USCSB is a really good team. Mm -hmm. I think they're even as good or better than Creighton. And all this East Coast bias, East Coast people would think I'm nuts. Oh, Creighton almost won the Big East regular season title. They tied for it and blah, blah, blah. Creighton won two teams in the Big East. So it's a Big East team that's being pumped by FS1, being pumped by ESPN against UCSB. And what's the line on that game? 
Uh, that line is uh, six and a half is what it opened up, what I have originally. I don't know if it's if it's shifted slightly, but right plus six and a half UCSB. Yeah, so I would take that plus seven UCSB uh, and maybe even bet it again if it goes higher. Yeah, that's going to be the, the 19th game, so that's a Friday game. Uh, that's the other strategy, right? You're going to look at, at games you think – that's a, uh, it's a Saturday game, Josh. That'll be Saturday. The UCSB. Oh, Saturday? Yeah. So it looks like the South and the Midwest region are our Friday, then our West and our East are uh, Saturday. Okay. So you want to wait on that money to come in Crane. Also, one thing, too, I do think, uh, I think the Big East as a conference is a little bit down this year. I mean, the way Georgetown was able to run through it, Villanova right. with some injuries. Um, I don't know. I think if you, if you, if you really look at uh big East, just the base as a conference, I think of the power five or six of in basketball, I'd say they're on, on the bottom five or six, you know, um, I think that's a big thing we can look at too, is I think uh, like certain conferences like are overranked and others like the big East might, you know, with Creighton and a couple of teams, they, they might have a little bit more be overvalued, just uh, not being that good of a, of a conference in general. And then also two weeks after, talked about the venues um the venues of all these games you know are going to be played at a lot of different arenas around the indianapolis area so um you know that will have a big effect so we talked about uh, the creighton and usb game being a possible under or maybe that first half under with creighton being a jump shooting team that game's taking place in lucas oil stadium a cavernous you know arena tough shooting backdrop for a shooting team like creighton um also you know ncaa tournament both these teams those jitters of the big dance you know um maybe you know not have a great first half shooting shooting you know that first half under gives you a little bit safer of a bet you know not worrying about a team heating up in the second half or overtime right 100 percent, 100 percent. uh that's great analysis for the people and looking at those games at lucas oil it's going to be interesting because uh they're going to stay in the end of the whole time so and the, the other thing I've noticed is one line is that a big lie in all the markets is that that's why the word inefficiency is important, right? Uh, I think in the financial markets, people are seeing it and they're not reporting on it as much as they should. But big argument, argument between a market being rational and a market being irrational. A market it being rational means that something happens and it reacts to it. The fact that a Lucas Oil, seven games in a row at Lucas Oil Stadium go under doesn't mean that the bookmakers are necessarily going to adjust to it. You can write it. Iona, they did not adjust to Iona four nights. And we rolled through covering Iona four straight times. And actually, the adjustments have been less. I don't know if, if they're afraid that the sports ha, uh, betting has been legalized in 42 entities, that they are going to, uh, and that's why knowing things, right, helps you uh, monetize inefficiencies. Because if they're now afraid, right, of moving the lines because they've lied saying that they moved the line based on where the best were coming from, and they're not adjusting lines now, we can monetize that by tracking. That's why tracking is so important. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, USC's been overhyped. We love Mobley. He's from mm-hmm. your area, right? Mobley's from that Temecula. Yeah, yeah he's from, from Marietta, yeah. Yeah, so my dad actually he started a junior All-American football chapter in Marietta when I was in fifth grade. Wow. So I played through that, and all my brothers played through that. So, yeah, my uh, my dad coached uh, my little brother, the one that's at Oregon State, the quarterback, and uh, Evan and and his brother Isaiah, both the Mobley brothers were on oh, that wow. team. So yeah, uh, yeah, we uh, been away. Cool. You can't bet those games because you're biased towards the Mobley family. Yeah, you know I, think, uh, I am biased, and I think I've I've overcompensated for that bias and faded USC too much, and actually lost. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you messaging me a few times. You're like, "Hey, USC minus seven. I'm like, "Are you kidding? They're yeah. like a defensive team. It's going to be a close game." Yeah. Right. And I knew there was something going on with the USC. Uh, yeah, no, they're going to be suspect against uh, probably like, Wichita State. You never the bet your because I love Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think your, I did. Yeah, never bet your team, right? <laughs> I, I did see that Drake is getting their guard Hemp Hill. He is back and he is uh, he is ready to go and and is scheduled to play. So that kind of leans. I with, with that information, I I I think Drake is. Might be uh, might be the stronger stronger team there. I, mean, I need to do we need to do a little bit more research, but uh, that that's a right. big. Factor. You know, I'm biased towards Wichita State because they're in the AAC, mm-hmm. and I want the AAC to do well because where I graduated from University yep. of South from there, they only got two teams in the tournament. They got shafted. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. are better than a lot of teams in there. Yeah. Uh, so that's the game we'll do more research on. Now, Kansas, Kansas, I always laugh with my buddy, Victor from Arizona, that we had the ridiculous trip. We had like 95% of the game right. We were doing some ridiculous parlays and we we're getting in. We made so much money off that tournament. But we were laughing because, and it's funny when people see you do it, these two gorgeous girls just coming at us, you know, talking to us. And uh, we remember the one girl saying, man, uh, she, you know, she was going to take our tickets up there or our money up there to get our tickets. And she's like, oh, yeah, this one's easy. She goes, uh, Bill Self can't cover worse shit. <laughs> so it was like the hot girl saying this. And, uh, it's true. Uh, when you get into the NCAA tournament, <laughs> Kansas, and I have a Kansas shirt just for that reason. Kansas cannot cover, man. So yeah, Kansas, yeah, Eastern Washington is a uh, a team that does have some pretty high upside as well. So yeah, I mean plus eleven with Eastern Washington does look pretty good. Yeah, so I always traditionally bet against Bill Self, and again, this is a great lesson because that's Kansas is a classic inflated line. Yeah, and he's won a national t- title. He's a Hall of Fame coach. You can't argue with his success, other than uh, he did got. Caught up in the FBI scandal, giving guys a hundred thousand for Nike. They didn't give you a hundred thousand, right? In a Nike, uh, <laughs> in a Nike elbow boat to go to South Missouri State, right? No. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Uh, so he got caught doing that, but he's a great recruiter. He didn't need to do that. He was a Hall of Fame coach without doing that. But classic in the NCAA tournament. It's almost traditional. It's almost like Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, and Christmas for me. <laughs> Yeah. the plus number uh, against Bill Self. It, yeah. And that 
and that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament, man. Yeah, but that that's one you want to stay off the money. You know? Stay off yeah. the money in there. We're just gonna take the points because uh, Kansas is gonna win the game, but uh, exactly, and should cover that line. Well, because it's Bill Self. I mean, he game is tied. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's gonna call timeout. He's gonna call a Hall of Fame play coming out of the huddle, right? It's Bill Self. Exactly. They'll win the game, but they're not gonna cover, especially first or second round. Uh, Bill Self does not cover spread ever. Like that oh. hot girl said in Vegas. <laughs> Self does not cover sh- shit. And yeah. so we see people jumping in on Periscope. Anybody has a question, let me know. Uh, it's great the chat's on here because then I can look at the chat and people having questions. So, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, Oregon VCU is going to be a great game. That Iowa Green Canyon is going to be a great game. What are you thinking in that one, Josh? Are you liking Grand Canyon with the points? I got to watch Grand Canyon again. Uh, I really like their attitude, so I'm, I'm sort of biased. And we're all biased against those underdogs, right? Because we've all yeah. been underdogs. And been we underdogs. all want the underdogs to win in our heart. Yeah, that's something. Right, right. In, in a way, I don't believe in that because it's marginal utility, right? Uh, the whole story of Djokovic, uh, the uh, tennis player who, before he became number one in the world, he improved his stroke percentage by 0.5%. So when you're in that high level, man, you're on that level, Chad. Uh, it's just one break, man, one tiny yeah. thing between uh, the number one team in the NCAA and the 100th team in the NCAA. The 100th team in the NCAA can come together. An NIT team or team didn't even make the tournament they can come together they can beat the best team and it's like us or like me i was marginal right i was on an upper level high school team but the only reason i got on the court was because i knew the plays that was fundamentally sound hustle you know had respect to the players but we i would guard bill teal who ended up being in the nba and the only reason i would get a stop was because i watched his hips right and I knew where his hips were going, and I could boom, get ahead of them, hustle, get my feet in front, get the charge call, right? Uh, you know? So we know that teams that are like, uh, that play as a team and that kind of get that edge, they can come in and they can win and go far. Loyola Chicago is an example of that. How they got to the Sweet 16 or the final, George Mason Final 14. With Larinaga, who's at Miami, with a high school basketball team in my Pat Lawrence. All right, so we'll go to region East. East, yep, let's get it. I think one thing that jumps at me right away with that one seed Michigan is, you know, they kind of peaked earlier in the season. They seem to be cooling off, and Isaiah Livers, their best guard, is out for the tourney with a stress fracture in his foot. So, uh, you know, they'll get by, obviously, the winner of St. Mary's in Texas. But second round, uh, you know, I like LSU. I think LSU gets St. Bonnet. We talked about that LSU money line. Um, but maybe even, again, I think um, if Michigan is is a heavier favorite in that second game, I think we'd probably look to fade them, not having Isaiah Livers. No, and we're gonna, I'm going to do my research, too, on Texas Southern for that game, watch them play. Uh, mm-hmm. if Michigan has an NBA team. It's funny how these big schools get, you know, when I say they're an NBA team, they're NBA talent. 
for me yeah. back in the day was uh, UNLV, man, when they had uh, Larry Johnson, Stacey Young. This is before your time. This is probably before you were born. Yeah. Uh, it, and you can tell that these guys have NBA teams. So Wagner, a couple guys they have in there. One guy looks like Sorbonis. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, Hunter Dickinson. They have. He can get that talent because he's an assistant coach in the NBA forever. Uh, and he's telling him, hey, you need X, Y, Z to get in the NBA. I'll train you. Meanwhile, spend a year here with us in Michigan, right? So he has elite talent. You're right about that guard. Uh, LSU, right? They're the NBA team in a way because they're getting that $100,000 $100, from Nike that was in the NBA scandal. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be a great game, Michigan and LSU. A lot of great talent on the floor. Colorado, Georgetown. Uh, screams the under. Uh, one thing, you know, talking about change, right? So when, when somebody changes, really dynamic. Uh, the coach of Colorado, I saw him change this year. Uh, he was a guy that usually would come out strong, just run his team to death, and his team would be in fumes. Uh, I think, and I had a great client. I had, uh, because diversity is important, right? I'm the head of the diversity council in uh, Orange County and teams that are diverse or whatever, make 45% more free cash flow. But I had a great, he's like a cattle farmer in South Dakota. And I don't know how he got referred to me, but I'm helping him with some business stuff. And he, I was giving him wisdom. He was giving me wisdom and we got on the subject of change. He was like, Josh, people don't change unless they have to. And the coach of Colorado, I think, got himself in a little bit of trouble with, you know, him. I, I don't think he was choking a player, but it was something like that, right, where he was getting physical with a player and uh, he was about to get fired. So this year I saw him, you know, chest-bumping players, high-fiving players, and I don't think he was running the team to death as much. I think that was a problem, too where he was having excessive practices. So Colorado did really well at McKinley Wright because McKinley Wright seems like a hard ass anyways. He wouldn't mind that. You know, some guys are hard ass and they don't mind that. And McKinley Wright and then Colorado looked fresh at the end of the year. They looked a lot better than they normally do, even though they got beat in the Pac-12 tournament against Georgetown and Georgetown's on a roll. They're hot. Yeah. I think uh, that game too, I think you wait. Uh, Colorado's a Saturday game. I think you wait right before tip because I think Georgetown like they're hot and they seem to be a really public dog the public's kind of hot on the big east you know the media seems to be hyping Georgetown up you know you know and like the media and everybody kind of knows that 5 12 4 13 that's a statistic you know 25 1 and 4 are going to cover so you know one of the four you know you're going to find some public dogs in that 4 13 5 12 range and I think that um Georgetown is going to be that public dog. And, and, uh, and I think that like, like the East coast bias you talked about earlier, that's a thing. The PAC 12, I think kind of doesn't get that respect compared to, right. I think the PAC 12 is a better commerce than the big East in general. Right. So I think that line comes down and at, you know, that five it's out. I think we can get Colorado at four or three before the game. So I think that's when we, you would want to wait on and uh, that line should come down for you. 100%. I hate the East coast bias, right? So we get yeah. to monetize it. <laughs> monetizing the east coast bias yes sir uh michigan state 
UCLA, uh, you know, being born in LA, uh, being back in Southern California now, uh, 13 years, uh, you get a lot of UCLA. And I like Michigan State, Nizzo. You know, you know, as an Izzo fan, Izzo, my, my buddy uh, from Arizona, we always laugh, we always say that Izzo, Calipari, and Patino, that's why I have two Calipari books, have made us more money than presents we've gotten from 80% of our family. <laughs> so I have that dopamine center in my mind with Tom Izzo, but he has a lot of great athletes, not great basketball player. He only has like one, like, basketball player right guy that's kind of fluid you know isn't all stiff has a nice shot which is lanes for everybody else is like an athlete they run they jump they're big you know uh it's almost like in uh football like uh your brother chase he's a passer he can run though you can get out of the pocket you can yeah. run give you the, the first down the three first i know you heard that me say that in, in uh yeah. football Three first down with your legs, you win 70% of your games. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Do that, right? I think I've seen him run a couple of times. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He'll, uh, I, I mean, I think he could push a thousand yards rushing this coming season. He's got that kind of, uh, I mean, he, he's got a legit, you know, sub four, six, oh, laser speed. Definitely. But then you have guys like Nick Marshall, right? That uh, Auburn went to the national champion with Auburn. He was a thrower. He throws it at you. He doesn't pass it. He runs, right? Cam Newton. He's always pretty much done both, but he's more of a thrower. Lamar Jackson's learning how to pass. He was a thrower in college. He threw it at you. Same thing in basketball. You have guys that are athletes. You can jump at a gym, knock the ball out, but they're not fluid basketball players. That's the thing about Mobley. Mobley is both. He's a fluid basketball player. Yeah. Uh, he has the basketball skills like Akeem Olajuwon, but he plays. He's a strong, big guy. He can play really tough, strong defense. Uh, Michigan State has just athletes and not a lot of basketball players. UCLA has only one guy that can stand in there. It's Cody Riley. So if Cody Riley ankle is right and he comes to play, that's going to give UCLA a chance. But if he doesn't, uh, UCLA is going to get bullied around. <clears throat> he can yeah really a high school guy coming in there. And, you know, in UCLA's defense, they've lost like four guys. So look for Michigan State to win that game. <coughs> on the on the Monday night, I think that's the game I picked first. Yeah, that's a money. That's like minus two, my, yeah, money line for sure. Yeah, because you never know. And then against BYU. Oh, yeah, one one cork, too, uh, just to throw out there for, for the listeners. Um I forget what game. I think it might have been the St. Mary's NIT game, but something to look at. Like I, uh, like the money line was minus one thirty-five, I think, and okay. I was actually able to. The line was one and a half. I was actually able to buy a point and get minus half for minus one twenty-five. So I got instead of minus one thirty-five at money line, I got minus a half point, which is the same thing as money line for minus right. one twenty. So I was able to save interesting thing you can look at maybe save yourself you know five ten bucks you know but in the long run it'll always add up 100 percent. so uh just like uh knowing who's going to win the game who the better players is math is 50 percent as important as that they're equal importance the same you can throw in is money management that's 
brilliant. That's perfect to look at that because money management is vital, right? To getting that margin between that 52.5% and when you want to get 70, 80%. Building that margin of the compound interest, money management is 100% important on that. And, and the best money management tool we have is spending equal amounts on each game because what do you do with that? You neutralize the luck factor because you could be uh, somebody with good money management uh, could actually be at 40% and make more money than somebody who's at 55%, right? Because the guy at 40% is bidding equal amounts in each game and then is hitting a few money lines or the right money lines mm -hmm. as a plus number and he ends up making more money than the guy who's at 55% who's putting $1,000 on one game and then 50 on another <clears throat> and, and, and <clears throat> creating too many variables. Because remember, in finance, to ensure a result, and for us to make money, you eliminate as many variables as possible, right? And consistency really helps, too, with the psychological factor, because you're not overtaxing your brain too much either. You're keeping it to a few vital, you know, we talked about it before the 80-20 rule, the, the Marines use it, the vital few and the trivial many. You're sticking to the, vir the vital points they're going to help you monitor things. Uh, insulated lines. Uh, I think you were talking today, a team we're going to research, Abilene Christian. They're playing Texas. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, the Southland Conferences, whatever it is about, maybe it's crawfish or whatever it is in that area, uh, that uh, East Texas, Louisiana area, they just breed players like crazy. Those teams cover, man. The Abilene Christian is around that area. Uh, watch out. And yeah, those cool. teams, Stephen F. Austin, man. Stephen F. Austin used to win a lot of games in the tournament. They're in yeah. the South Conference. They're getting nine high. points, too. Nine now, one points. thing that we might have a difference of opinion on is the Baylor Bears. I do not think the Baylor Bears are that good. I think they're overhyped. And, uh, uh, for fun, I'd probably put a little money line on either Wisconsin or North Carolina in the second round against Baylor. Uh, I think they're going to have an easy time against Hartford. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think Baylor is – they're talking about so much and everyone's had them in their championship and Final Four that it's easy for, for sports talk shows to just, you know, find like, we got to talk about Baylor or just talk about right. Baylor because that's what everyone else is doing. And then, you know, we want to be relevant like everyone else. So yeah, I definitely think Baylor does is overhyped. Um, you know, like we have talked about before, they, they are better offensively than we've seen them in the past, right? Uh, which, which, you know, could bode well for them um, in the long run if, but um yeah, I mean, I think the first round, I think, I think you know, 26 and a half is a giant number, but I, I, I do think Baylor, I mean, we've seen Hartford and they're not very good. Um, yeah, they're not good. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you could take a team that is that bad. I mean, I, I think Baylor is, is, has to be the play. And then, yeah, that's a very interesting game. North, I, I, 
I kind of hope North Carolina wins. I think North Carolina has a little better shot to knock them off just because they're so big and athletic. I mean, they look like a freaking NBA team out there. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, I think Wisconsin has a great coach, man. In Wisconsin, you know, from the you know the the tank days and before they they, they went to the Final Four with uh, Tony Bennett's dad back in the day. Uh, they went to the Final Four a few times with um, yeah. And the guy's going to game plan for North Carolina. So I think that game's going to be close. North Carolina gets out of there. Um, I'm going to be picking North Carolina over Baylor. Yeah, I expect they're getting some points. Right. So it'll be 100 bucks on, on on North Carolina and the points, and then $25 on the money line. I would do that's That's the kind of ratio I would do. Mm-hmm. Winthrop, Villanova. Uh, for whatever reason, I got to see where Winthrop is. I think they're in Oklahoma. But uh, since the days they had the guy who just got fired at Wichita State, but that coach used to get Winthrop in the NCAA tournament, and Winthrop used to win one or two games in the NCAA tournament. For some reason, Winthrop is always good. Uh, they're good this year. And Villanova's missing their guard. So, yep. uh, and that's at five twelve again, right? So, a lot of people are looking at that. So, like you're saying, it could be a lot of public dogs wrongly inflated. Yeah. You have to do number two rule of betting is always do your research. Yeah, and Villanova is only minus six. So, I, I do think, I mean, they are injured and stuff like that. So, we may be looking at maybe a little bit of like a, they're over adjusting and like he's and with there could be a public dog and with the injuries to Villanova, that line might even be just a little low with, I mean, just the talent discrepancy there with between those two teams. Right. And then coaching too. You got a guy who's won three national titles and man, oh, he's, yeah. he's obsessed. He's very detail oriented. So when you look at a guy like him, how well dressed he is with those thousand dollar Italian suits, man, he's very, uh, a lot of, funny. I get texts from people like, man, he must be a connected guy. Yeah. <laughs> But he's making millions of dollars. But he's very detail oriented. That's what makes him such a great coach. And hey, I want to I, I I cover this line with all this time that he has to prepare. Yeah, hey, I just wanted to circle back one game that on that East bracket, the bottom, the Alabama Iona we had talked about. Oh, that's uh, right. That's our game. Yeah, we had talked about uh, you know Alabama probably being a pretty heavy public favorite, and that line's going to go up. Um, that's one we're looking at to to. Uh, let let that get bet up and come back in on Iona, you know, plus 18, 19, as high as we can get it. Right. And then also another angle. Get that a I just, well-dressed $1,000 suit. He'll have a $1,000 suit there in Indiana. Yeah. Rick Patino, very, very detail-oriented, right, against and, Alabama. Yeah. Also, uh, something I was looking at today, although Iona is a huge under team, and we saw the under hit, I think, every single game of their tournament run. Right. Um, I do think that the 147 number there, you know, for Bama game, that's pretty low. It's kind of a pace war between the two teams. But, um, you know, if Bama is winning and they're up 10 points and they get a lead, Patino and Iona is not going to be able to slow it down and play that game. They're going to be forced to speed up with a deficit. So I think in overplay in that game based off of that is a good factor. You know, um, 
you know, the line is huge, 18-19. So that's telling us it's going to be a, a blobsided game. And when you get a lead from Alabama, Iona will be forced to run it up and gun it up and try to cut the lead and do that. And it won't allow Patino and those unders we saw in the conference tournaments. Um, so I think that's a good good overlook for, in, in that game. Yeah. What's the money line on that? <laughs> Iona money line? Yeah, just just out of curiosity. Uh, man, I don't even know. And and my honestly, the app I'm using, it doesn't when spreads are that lopsided, it doesn't even give me a money line. Yeah, let's see if so, I can. Uh, we can find it. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, because games like this, and uh, it's irrational, right? But if you have a guy like Patino, right? Uh, have a guy like Patino. If something's going down and uh, it's late, five minutes left in the second half, and Iona is tied or you know or close, you get you might get into a situation where Alabama panics. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's something to look at to if Alabama is panicking or if it's uh, the second half and you, and you see them kind of discombobulated, that's, that's where you might look at an in-game betting because the in-game betting might not adjust. You might get uh, Iona at plus a thousand or something. Yeah. No, and, and I, I do, I think the, um, a live betting too you should always be keeping up on um and i think especially if you like a team or you're on a team and they're and they're kind of getting a little bit down in the beginning you know but you are strong on them i think it's always good to find out like for instance ohio state was getting blown out by illinois earlier in that game and i think one of my friends got ohio state at plus 15 or something insane you know and then they came back and it was close all game it's like that bet was in the bank right when he put it in it was you know and and you know you like you i mean i love plus six and a half house that you see plus 15 just because they're down early in the first half and they're a good team you know you can definitely find huge value in that no and uh there's just certain teams i know florida used to be that way with uh billy donovan of VCUs like that, uh, Texas is like that. They have that um, that strategy of trying to wear down the other team. So when they're trying to wear down the other team, they are uh, they'll go down early in the game, right? And the other team scoring points, this and that. But their whole thing is to wear down the other team. So they 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 want to come back. So they don't adjust for that. So that's an inefficiency in the market, right? Mm -hmm. You take advantage because the line makers, they don't adjust for that and they give you a better number. So if let's say, you know, Florida's strategy is to wear down the team they're playing uh, and it's plus six Florida, the line, the other team jumps out and they're beating him 27-10. Boom, coach calls timeout. You go to your betting app and you're like, oh, Florida's now plus 21. And you yeah. know they're coming back. You might yeah. even win the game, but you're getting a good number. So that's what you're saying. 
Yep, definitely. Yeah. Looking up that Iona line. So. Uh, yeah, also, too, I think another good point. Yeah, that's pretty that's much the South. I like um, Arkansas Colgate. It'll be interesting. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, that's one where we were talking about earlier. We think uh, the media Colgate's getting a little hyped up as, uh, you know, it's that four thirteen matchup, you know, or three fourteen matchup. Um, or actually, no, we were talking about four four thirteen, so that's not in that. But yeah, I mean, if uh, Arkansas gets bet, I mean, I I think I think Arkansas can cover the nine. It's at now nine and a half. But if they get down to eight eight or seven and a half, I mean, I think Arkansas is the way to go. And I I definitely think you wait because I think. I think the media is hyping up Colgate um, just a little, a little too much. And if Colgate's in it at halftime, that's a game you can look in-game betting. You're going to get a really good Arkansas line. Yep. Yeah. Also, too, with the in-game betting, you, you made a great point too. Like, if you if uh, if you're looking at bets and you don't get a bet in, you know, it's always like, don't panic that you didn't get it in pregame. I, I mean, almost I'd say. 85% of the time at some point in the game, you can probably find a line better than the original line. Right. You know, it's always something to look at. If, if you like something before the game and the game, you get to see a little research of how the game's going, you know, you can find a better line. And, you know, sometimes it, uh, you know, getting that watching five, six, seven minutes of the game and getting that a little bit of extra research is, is kind of what you, you know, and then not only that, getting that extra research and getting a point, a half a point, two, three points better of a number you know, in the long run, that's going to add up and, and, and have you in that, you know, that positive, that between the over 52 and a half percent where we want to be. No, exactly. Exactly. So for Iona, it's plus 3,000. Oh my gosh. 30 to one odds. Yeah. Wow. And Alabama has so much talent and they have a great coach. Yeah. And, and, and they're hot. Yeah, and I know it's in there yet, but uh, the panic factor. The only way I can see Iona wins is they slow it down in the first yep. half. You know, where is that game? Second like half, cold, mm -hmm. and uh, they start panicking. Right, ten minutes left. Iona's right there because Iona is a tough team as far as Hall of Fame coach. Won multiple national championships. He has them ready from a physical and mental toughness yeah. standpoint. And right? also, Alabama's a very high three-point volume shooting team. You know, right. so a bad shooting night. And, uh, I mean, that I don't know where that game's being played. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good thing to figure out. We'll do our research on that. Yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. where that game's being. Because if it played on Lucas Oil. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, might have a fighting chance. Yeah, exactly. The only time I won a game like that, uh, there was like 21 odds. It was like plus 2,000. It was a game I should not have been on and I'll never been on again. But I put $100 on South Florida against Florida State 2006. And that was a year where BJ Daniels, South Florida Bulls, went into Tallahassee and beat. Florida State. And we went on a run uh, South Florida of every team that we went to and beat. There was a upper level power five. We beat Auburn. 
Next year, Bobby Bowden got fired. Or Florida State, Bobby Bowden got fired. In the next year, we beat Auburn and Auburn. And the head coach was Tuberville, who's now the senator from Alabama. He got fired because they're like, oh, you, how can you lose to USF? <laughs> the alumni were like, how can you lose for USF? This guy has to be fired. But I've never been anything like that, and I wouldn't because it's crazy. There's no way. Rationally, Iona should win. But that's the line, right? And you never know uh, that Baltimore, right? Baltimore City College. Baltimore City College beat Virginia. The first and only uh, 16 seed to beat a uh, first seed. And this is a 15 and two, right? Which has happened before. Not often, though. They're like, it's like one in 400. Last region. And thank you for your time, man. You've been on with an hour. You've been training all day, getting yourself into an NFL camp. So, appreciate your time. But hopefully, this is de stressing. And this is a money making. We're making money here. Yes, sir. We're we're collaborating. We're sharing information. Exactly. Collaboration leading to innovation. What capitalism is all about. Uh, Illinois. Drexel. Uh, I'll go through the games and then we'll we'll circle back. Okay. Uh, Illinois Drexel. Loyola. There's a lot of good teams I like here, so I have to uh, measure how much I like them versus reality. Right? What, what's going? What's really going on? So you got Loyola, Chicago, Sister Jean against Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Oregon State. Now that that's a game I'm all over, and. I think the line was like plus 11, man. It was really, and I think maybe uh, Oregon State can win this game outright, and it's a 5 and 12, right? That fits yeah, the profile. Line seven and a half was what I got right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to see what I got. I think was good. Mm-hmm. Got better down. Uh, when people started doing the research, people hadn't seen Oregon State play. They're the champions of the Pac-12 tournament. Oklahoma State. That thank you, you turned me on to Oklahoma State, man. And they yeah. come for me every single time. They had a top five player. And they got Liberty, though. Liberty Liberty has a lot of money. That Baptist University down there. Virginia, they have a lot of money. And they paid for a really good coach. And they got really nice facilities. Their team, they made a run uh, a couple years back. Made us money in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The team we know and love, right? In the area, because I spent six years in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I was, got here before my wife got a job in Orange County. Big, but I've always been as a kid, when my family moved from LA to San Diego, I remember as a kid watching uh, Tony Gwynn as a point guard for San Diego State. So San Diego State against Syracuse. Um, Beheim. Beheim always covers and wins a lot of games for us late. Mm-hmm. That zone, right? And they keep them fresh. All those guys on Syracuse are long, right? Uh, so that'll be interesting. West Virginia against our beloved Moorhead State. I remember them when they covered for me against for Patino when he was in Louisville back in the day. 
in the it used to be crackhead. I guess now their meth hit guy was in line. <laughs> I lost twenty nine thousand dollars. Clemson Rutgers. That's that's a game you flat out research, right? Yeah, I like I I like Rutgers a lot in that game. Um, Clemson's kind of been a fade team for me most of the year. Yeah. Uh, I just I just really don't think they're that good. And then uh, Rutgers has a legit point guard. He's a I mean, he's a legit stud. So. Minus two, it's basically a pick. I, I, you know, minus two, don't take the points. But I think Rutgers money line there is uh, where I'm leaning pretty heavy right now. Nice, nice. I'm going to take your word for it, man. Some people got it. And some people don't get it, never will, man. And no one's got it. That's awesome. <laughs> Great that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we made a lot of money since the time you've been listening to the podcast. And yep. uh, NFL, uh, college basketball, uh, Pac-12 basketball, we focused on that. Mm-hmm. And then the conference tournament, man, that's that's a lot of wins. Between you and I, that's a lot of wins, man. That's high 90%. Remember, most sports bettors are 20%. Wow. Vegas made $59 million off people. It's insane. Saying right, so we're blessed to be able to do that this well, and that parlays itself into having fun watching the games. Yes, it does, and it allows us to uh, spend our time and uh, be making money with our time, and not just uh, wasting our time watching the game. Exactly, highest and best use of your time, especially for guys. You're not there yet. Take your time. I'm married, right? So less times that I'm watching um, my wife binging a, uh, you know, a show like, um, at least now she's doing Breaking Bad, which I can get into The Walking Dead. <laughs> but when it's Outlander, you watch it just to be able to relate. You know, she, she'll say, oh, yeah, I need the... Uh, Bitcoin card because I'm gonna get gas. Make sure you watch that game and then you're picking the one that's winning. <laughs> right? And she'll exactly. do that because she won so much. She hasn't spent a dime on gasoline that hasn't been betting dollars in 12 years. Beautiful so, thing. Beautiful thing. So Houston, Cleveland State. Yeah, that's one we've talked about too. That's one that I'm already uh I've already, I think, um, I've, I've watched Cleveland State a lot this year, watched them throughout the regular season. That Horizon League, I actually spent quite a bit of time. That was one of my small conferences. I probably was watched the most games in. Um, Wright State was the best team in that conference. You know, Wright State, you know, should have won that conference. They got upset in the first round, which kind of gave Cleveland State an easy road. They never really had to play anyone good. You know, there was a ton of upsets. They had to play Purdue, Fort Wayne, and then, Gosh, who they play in that? Who they play in that championship game? Uh, like small score. I think, yeah, I remember you talking about that game. But um, basically, you know, Cleveland State—they're, you know, they're a good group of guys. They play hard. They're a good group, but you know, they just talent-wise, you know, they don't—they got got a bunch of of JUCO transfers. You know, guys that were overlooked right. coming out of high school. You know, so they got right. play with a chip on their shoulder. Um, but I mean, when you're going up to a team like Houston. Um, 
I mean, they we saw what Houston did to Cincinnati, and um, Cleveland State is nowhere near the same, even close to Cincinnati talent-wise. Um, you know, they can maybe try to slow that game down with a 20-point line, but, I mean, the way the way Houston scored the ball, with, I mean, they got multiple guys. They got a good big man. I mean, Grimes, Grimes looked like Clay Thompson with his, his stroke is pure. He can score it. I just – um, yeah, I just think Houston is – it's a – they have, they got to be the play with. They're, they're coming in, they're peaking right, and Cleveland State just – you know, they're not they're, – that Horizon League isn't anything special, and they're not really – they're not even the best team in that conference. You know, Wright State got upset early. They had an easy road. You know, I think they won like a triple overtime game, you know, to a, you know, a middle-of-the-pack team in the Horizon League um, to advance to the semis. And, they, you know, they didn't – I don't – they might have covered a little bit. They, they, you know, they always had small lines throughout the whole time. But yeah, I mean, right. I, that was one. Th- I messaged you early on. I said, "Cleve, put that in our notes. Cleveland State's going to be a fade team." And the fact that they're matched up against Houston and you know, twenty points, and after what we saw Houston do to Cincinnati, um, yeah, Houston. That that I'm on Houston pretty heavy there. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking Houston is going to have a real su- suffocating defense, so they're going to get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, and they're not gonna stop doing that because that's that's the feel, that's the way they feel they're gonna get to the final four, and, and that's the way they feel they're gonna uh, win tight games to get yeah. to the final. With yeah. their defense. yeah, and Cleveland State does not does not have a ball dominant guard that can you know break a you know break a press. Sometimes you know those teams that have a guy that can single handedly break the press on his own, you know that that that's a game changer for that team. You know and they don't have a guy that can do that. And with Houston, if they press and get up on them with their length, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Like I agree with that. A lot of steals, fast breaks. It's gonna be tough for Cleveland to compete in that full court game with it giving up just length and athleticism. Nice, nice. So what we'll do is um, on our Twitter handles. Mine is at Josue Vizcay, V-I-Z-C-A-Y. Uh, what I'll do is we'll have – I'll have all our picks on there uh, each day. We'll start with the NIT tomorrow with the picks. And uh, no need for anybody to pay for picks, but listen to the podcast and listen to the whys. Uh, and and to the business and financial part of it, so you can add it on to your businesses, uh, have a solid 401k, or when you buy a house, know the strategy, know the system, right? Because freedom is not free. And if we don't take care of capitalism, uh, it's, not, it's not a given, right? So we give you business and financial concepts, but we show you right away, right? We give you immediate results, tangible for free. You're getting tangible business information you can monetize right away <laughs> and great that we live in the greatest country in the world and we have the technology that we're able to communicate that information man so we'll give uh Shannon's final words before we give him a uh, winston churchill so no need to pay action sports 300 dollars for picks for the ncaa or thousand dollars or whatever i've been seeing out there man a lot of money People charging for picks, you don't need that. You get better information, higher percentage picks for free than when you get paid for from us. So yeah. before we get uh, Winston Churchill, final words from uh, Chad Nolan. Yeah, I, I think, uh, 
yeah, the why is just is, is so important. You know, that's how you can tell the level of sports better. When they say, man, I like this team plus or minus this, or I like this over and under, and you ask them why, right. that is going to show you, you know, you hear us talk about our why, the where they're playing, the teams, the styles, all these things. The more you can elaborate and articulate your why, I think the stronger bet you have. And when your why is, oh, I like the team more, I think they're going to win. You know, you're you're not analyzing, you're not researching. I think, you know, how important your why and when you're buying picks, you're not knowing the why, which is knowledge of how to do this. You know, it's not um, you know, you gotta learn. I, you know, I tell this, you know, like as a as a professional athlete, you know, as I, I train kids on the side, you know, I tell all the kids this, you know, is you need to learn everything I'm teaching you, like you're a, a coach, a performance coach. Because there's going to be times in your career where you're not going to have access to a top level coach and you're going to be on your own and you can only do as much as you know. At that point, you are the coach for yourself, the athlete. Um, so I think, you know, that applies to this in the same manner as, you know, you, you, buying picks doesn't do anything for you. Even if they're successful picks, you don't know what's right. going on. You're at the complete risk of someone else. It's like, you know, giving your money to a hedge fund or stock, a bro, you know, a mutual fund and. You're just letting someone else invest your money. And if something goes wrong or something goes right, it's, you don't have any control. You don't know what stocks are investing in. You don't know who owns the companies, what's going on with these companies. You don't know. It's, right. it's interesting. And, you know, you, buying picks from someone is just putting your face blindly in, some, blindly in someone else. And I think, um, you know, we, we, the more you learn and the research and, and the, the more you have a stronger why is how you find your plays and your spots. You know, the why, it'll come to you when you, and, and when you, you know, have make, you know, make sure you have that answer. If you want to bet on something, what's your why? And the stronger that why is, is how you find the plays you want to bet on. And I think that's, that's, that's a, what I'll finish with. Your man, you crushed it, man. The why drives the what? And we always finish with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. Let me stop it. Like. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes $200. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shaking the word. That's why. I